Welcome. My name is Paula Ramirez and this is Chicana Mom Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to all the hardworking Chicana moms and their familias. We talk about life, parenting, the emotions we go through as human beings, the journeys of the struggles and triumphs, life stories, God, education, music, and more. I strongly believe we're connected in this world. Unidas creamos cambio. Querer es poder. Now let's get started. Hola, ¿cómo están? Espero que estén muy bien. Uh, mi nombre es Paula Ramirez, and this is Chicana Mom's Podcast. Uh, today I have something very uh, interesting for you. I wanted to talk about it because I think that every single individual does this. Maybe some more than others, and maybe the small percentage of people that really don't care for it. But we're going to talk about a cheese bit. Gossip. Why do people love to gossip? As human beings, why is it that we love to gossip? Like I said, we all do it. You know, we can't act like we don't do anything, you know, that's people's business and, you know, kind of put up a front. No, I'm fucking sorry, but we all do it at some extent. You know, we all do it. The degree of the approach of how we gossip, now that is different. That varies. There's some that just live on a daily basis just to create chisme. And there's some that don't care, you know. But chisme has been, whew, I mean, think about it. Social media, I mean, there's a lot of chisme going on there, right? But also, like, the news and everything that they talk about, these celebrities on magazines, uh, on television, it's all gossip. It's all gossip. And we, to some extent, believe their bullshit. Isn't that interesting? It's just insane. So we really have to question everything we hear, honestly. We can't just take it in. If that person is giving you chisme, um, then I don't know. I've always thought about this, that if they give you chisme about somebody else, then maybe there's like a slight percentage that they'll talk about you as well. What do you guys think about that one? I was thinking about it and I was like, wait, but if I talk to someone about something, because I mean, I don't, I've, who doesn't? I have sometimes said, oh my God, did you know that this happened? That right there, that's gossip. That's just gossiping. I mean, again, we are not all perfect human beings for God's sake, you know? Um, God doesn't want us to gossip, of course, but let's talk about a cheese me Like, where did it come from? Why, as human beings, we enjoy it so much? And does it ruin your life just because you like cheesemen? Um, do men also gossip? I'm pretty sure in the low-key kind of approach. Um, and then, you know, I think that overall, there's some people that don't like to share their personal life because they obviously know people are going to talk behind their backs. But when it comes to listening to other people's stories, then they'll get so intrigued into wanting every detail. So that right there, um, even if you're not the one talking about it and you're listening to it, you're kind of feeding into it with one, two, three words here and there, kind of instigating it, that's cheese me. Definitely. 
So today let's talk about chisme and how is it that we shouldn't let that affect our lives because there's always going to be someone that's just not going to like the way you live your life and not because you're doing something bad. It's just that they probably don't love their life. So let's get started. All right. So I wanted to read something to you, um, which I thought it was very interesting. So these are some, some quotes that I came up, um, that I didn't come up with, but I looked them up and I just felt like it was pretty cool to just read it to you. So let's start off with the first one. Um, el chisme muere cuando llega a oídos de una persona inteligente. Okay. Y sabemos que hay mucha gente inteligente. Um, so intelligent people, right? Okay. They're the ones that are just going to really respect the other person's life. And they're not going to feed into it because they know what it is. They know probably, I'm pretty sure everyone knows how it feels to be um, backstabbed if that's how you want to perceive it. But I thought this one was pretty interesting because there are very intelligent people that really know what's up and they don't feed into that shit, right? Okay, um, the second one, no vayas a donde no te inviten, no te metas en lo que no te importa, y no hables de lo que no sabes. That's awesome. And it's so true. The next one is, no me digas lo que hablan mal de mí, dime por qué se sienten cómodos contando, contándotelo a ti. That one's interesting. That one's interesting. Wow. Um, the next one is, El circo sigue mientras allá quien aplaude a los payasos. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, la gente que vive pendiente de la vida de los otros es porque no tiene el valor ni la fuerza de ser protagonistas de su propia historia. A esa gente no le temas. Es digna de compasión. Jamás avanzará porque Siempre está mirando a los costados. Okay. That was interesting too. I'm going to read you several, one of them, I mean, several of them. And then let's see this one right here. El chisme emite un veneno triple porque hiere al que lo dice, al que lo escucha y a la persona de quien se habla. Wow. Talk about, it just doesn't affect you, but it affects everybody. The rumors, right? Gossip are rumors as well. People can make up so much shit. Como dicen, le ponen mucha salsa a su taco, no? Like, they're just going to add to something and they're not even, they don't even have the full story and they make it up so that they can get some sort of attention. Um, let's see the other one. What you don't see with your eyes, don't witness with your mouth. That is so true. Don't assume. Don't assume you know it all, right? Um, listen carefully to how a person speaks about other people to you. This is how they will speak about you to other people. Wow. Okay, so then it is true what we're talking about, right? Um, let's see another one. Uh, okay, cuando veo hombres chismosos, me dan ganas de darles esmalte, labial y una toalla femenina por si se manchan. <laughs> okay, well, men do gossip, but I mean, is this 
what I just read, are they trying to say that just women are the only ones that gossip? I know back in the days, right, the women would actually stay um, at home with, I mean, it still happens now. I know I keep saying back in the days, but back in the days you would see it more than now. Um, but they would just be at home. They would probably, you know, take the kids to school and see like, you know, their friends. I mean, this still happens now, like I said, but, um, I can see why they perceive that as women, somos chismosas. Um, but there's a lot of guys too, que les gusta el chisme for sure. I'm pretty sure we all know one or two, three, four, <laughs> right? Um, la mejor venganza es sonreírle al odio. No es hipocresía, es elegancia. Wow. Okay, there you go. And wow, if someone hates you, just ignore them, right? It's just, um, well, let me tell you this. Sometimes I think that people who don't like us, I guess, um, they'll say hi. And I think it's pretty obvious when there's people that are just being fake. Don't you think? Um, people who are fake, you can say that you can, well, me personally, I don't know everyone else, but me personally, when someone's being fake, I can totally tell by the way they look at you or don't look at you, the, their tone of voice, their body language, just the little patterns of just, it just, it's just not real. I think that's something we all can kind of um, capture from people. Um, but sometimes, I mean, if you have this perception like, okay, people are always talking shit and you already like fed your mind that, you know, everyone's talking shit. Well, then that's, I think that's a bad thing because once you do meet someone that's very sincere, you already kind of put on these goggles of like, I don't trust anyone. And in order for us to live life, we need to learn how to trust people. There's a lot of people who just put up a wall and say, you know what? I'm going to stop talking to them because fuck that. You know, they just um, didn't meet my expectations and they didn't do what I wanted them to do. And I think that's just bullshit. Okay. I think at the end of the day, yes, there's going to be people who are going to be very caring and humble in their way, not in your way. And they're going to show you love and attention again in their way. If you have these false expectations about people and you're like, they have to be like this and they have to talk to me like this. And then that becomes a big problem because then that means, you're not going to be able to trust anyone even when it's between life or death at some extent, right? Some people that, for example, need help with uh, their health, um, mental health or whatever, a lot of the times they don't go get help. They don't because they're just like, I don't trust any doctors. I don't trust therapists. You know, I don't trust anybody. Well, the thing about that is like, yes, you don't have to trust everyone, but you need to have at least a support system that's going to be there for you um, as a life vest just to help you out. Yes, you have to be very fucking picky as to who you share your life story with. If no one has ever told you that, well, I hope that you really take in what I'm telling you. I kind of learned as I went. I mean, Growing up, my mom was kind of like more focused on, you know, um, and my dad, they're workaholics up to now. They're still workaholics, but they really didn't sit down with us and said, okay, this is how you treat people. This is, I'm not that they had to sit down with us, right? Because we did observe how they treated people and they always had like respect. They were never like backstabbers or I, I can never say that 
I'm not saying that my parents are perfect, but overall what we learned was, um, just enjoy time with people. That's what I just remember and having a good time. Just if someone needs help, help them, you know, but I think that under like seeing this in my life, that you have to be very picky as to who you share your personal life with is just amazing. What And one of the things that I tell my people, my people, <laughs> that sounded funny, uh, my clients, I should say, um, well, they are my people, right? <laughs> um, I tell them, look, there's three different types of people in this world, okay? The first one is people who gives a fucking rat's ass about where you're at in life. They just don't care. They're like, you're on your fucking own. That's not my problem. The second type of people are the ones who are like, oh my God, like you're going through shit. I fucking love that you're suffering. I am glad your life's going so fucking bad. Like it's just, oh, it fulfills me, you know? But the third are the people that really care and they're just willing to help you be better. And they genuinely like will give you their hand. So those people who are willing to give you a hand are the ones that you should totally just keep and nurture and be there for them, you know, a hundred and a hundred, um, give and take. And even, I mean, not that you're going to do something for them so that like, okay, you know, I'm expecting something in return, not even to that extent I'm saying, but, um, that's a small group and I get it, but just because you have a small group of people like that, that are willing to, um, respect you and not share cheese me, um, that doesn't mean that you're dismissing everyone else around you. Like doesn't have to be, that doesn't mean you have to be a bitch or an asshole, um, to other people that you don't trust. Yes. You can still have a friendship with them at some extent or just a good relationship, um, but there's boundaries, you know, and I think a relationship like any other, I'm talking about friendship, marriage with your kids, etc. Um, it takes time. It really does. I think that people respond so well at times, majority of the time when they feel respected, um, loved and taken in consideration at times because the people who touch, you know, a lot of the cheese may, uh, and I'm talking about the ones that really are like willing to do like go into Facebook, look into their shit. And like, I mean, more of like a very obsessive approach. Um, they're just not happy with their life. They misery loves company. And just remembering that um, they have a story too. You know, they probably feel so lonely that or I don't know, you know, they, I, I can't honest. I'm not like that. But I'm not dismissing the fact that I've never done it. I've had, like, obviously, we like to, oh, my God, do you remember this? Or did you hear what they said? I mean, at some extent, we all do it, right? But I'm saying that we can't allow chismet to conquer our lives to where we're going to stop doing what we have to do in our personal lives just because other people's lives not going so well. I think that's why telenovelas make, like, all this money because it's just, one, isn't it? kind of like raunchy and pathetic how they even make these stories and <laughs> it just kind of reminds me of that um the show which is so cool I even got hooked on it which is the um Jane the Virgin that one's pretty cool but that right there is a perfect example of like telenovela of like a drama and that you know the wife actually went 
and had sex with the brother and like, or whatever. I don't know. It's so dramatic. But we have to be, again, very, very picky and making sure that one, we very are clear with the, or filter, I should say. We should filter how we are sending a message about someone's life. Um, I think people, I mean, I shouldn't even say think. I know, I know people have committed suicide because of gossip, rumors, making lies. There's been a lot of young kids who end up um, committing suicide. One, because they were bullied. And second, because there was probably a person um, that decided to make up a story that now, because people believe anything they hear, um, well, not everybody, but majority, and it's embarrassing. You know, it's embarrassing. It's just like a stab in the heart because words are like stabbings, you know. Um, but we really have to be very careful. And one of the things I think as parents, what we have to do is to really talk to our kids about that topic of gossip. Like don't feed into it, you know, and don't let it conquer your world. You have a lot of goals in life to focus on. There's no time for that. But it's up to us to set that tone, not based on just what we say with our words, but also with how we behave um, in front of them so that gossip in the family doesn't kind of continue because I don't know what you guys think, but um, there's people that are obviously like friends or coworkers and they can do, they can gossip. But I think one of the worst things are when family members gossip because they know a little bit more about your life. So they tend to use that gravity and run with it. Um, because unfortunately there are some family members that are not happy with their lives and that is not everyone's fault. If you want to be happy, it is your job to get out of the gutter, but you have to ask for help to be able to do that. There's no human being in this earth that has succeeded on their own. We all need the help of somebody else. So what should we do when we come across cheese man? Let me read you this right here. I thought this was pretty interesting. Um, and this is in Spanish. So it goes like this. Cuando escuches chismes sobre ti, vuela alto. Cuando te critiquen sin razón porque quieren hacerte daño, vuela más alto aún. Recuerda, los reptiles no alcanzan las alturas. Solo pueden arrastrarse. It's a very, wow, straightforward because we're literally calling them <laughs> reptiles, but um, it sucks. It sucks, but that's the truth. We, as human beings, um, we have these behaviors that we have on a daily basis, like habits, obviously, and just because we are a certain way doesn't mean that like we're like that forever. But whenever someone is trying to hurt you physically, verbally, or sometimes even by not saying anything because they just want to make you seem like you're not important or I don't know, there's people that do um, or have shared that, that they get ignored when they're around family members. Like one of them will say hi to the other, but not for not the other person, etc. I mean, that right there is just stupid, right? Um, but don't let people who are toxic ruin your life. So I know... Now, I want to talk a lot about um, how to overcome that because I think we've all been there. So let's take a small break and we'll continue.
Okay, so one of the things that we should always be very mindful of is to make sure that we're not surrounded by people who just love to gossip. Um, If they love to gossip on a daily basis and complain about life or just anything, um, those are the people that you, either one, I I should say, um, give them more love and validation with positive things, not with the negative things that they're doing. But they're the ones that actually need a different approach. Hate and hate is just, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, But that's only if you're willing to. I mean, at that point, we've all come to that conclusion of like, hey, I've tried and like nothing happens. So that's understandable. So I want to read this to you um, and we'll kind of dissect this as we move forward. So el chisme trae sufrimiento, las personas chismosas. Dividen a los buenos amigos. Donde entra un chismoso, entra la división. No te juntes con la gente que habla de más. Si los escuchas, ellos mismos mañana hablarán mal de, de ustedes. Así es como viven, así es como se mueren y se mueven en la vida. Well, many probably do die just not ever enjoying life and respecting other people's lives. Um, but that's exactly what happens when people are jealous about you is because it's so true. You have something that they don't have. They're never, ever going to admit it. Majority, maybe some do, and maybe they'll say, you know what? I'm sorry. I was just jealous because it's whatever. Um, but majority of the people are not, you know, people behave the way they feel. I always think of that. Like if, She's behaving that way is because she feels some certain way. And that's not my problem. That is hurt to solve. If for some reason, you know, I see like, oh my God, I fucked up. I made her feel bad or him or whatever. Then I'm going to have to own up to it and say, you know what? I'm sorry. Um, but that's the thing that at some point it, it does become a difficult thing to do to own up for our mistakes. Overall, I think that when people disrespect you in your life you have a choice you have a choice to continue with that relationship no matter what kind of relationship is um or removing yourself as much as possible now let me talk about removing yourself from people who are toxic because people who love cheese may i consider them toxic i mean we're all at some extent, I mean, we're not perfect, okay? What I'm talking about, the people that just are feeding into cheese man um, almost on a daily basis, and it's just insane. And then we're going to talk about those who are just kind of like, they like to gossip, but it's very like spontaneous, but either way, um, there's still damage there. Um, so when there's people who dislike your life, again, it's your choice at some extent. Okay, even if it's family members or friends, even co-workers, easier said than done, but it's doable. The two choices are, yes, removing yourself or being like being distant a little bit from them. But let me tell you, though, okay, it's not like a cold turkey, like a bitch approach, like fuck you kind of approach. And I'm not if you want to do that, do it. But at the end, it's not going to be beneficial. Um, I'm saying like remove yourself very mature and intelligent. You don't 
um, have to really say anything. Actions speak louder than words. But if they ever do need your help, be there for them. Seriously, be there for them. You never know. It's just crazy. There's so many stories um, that, you know, when people say, oh, actually, you know what? As I'm saying this, I remembered um, there was a director um, that was filming movies. Um, Michael, what is his name? I'm sorry, I have like brain fart right now. But um, Michael Morris, I think that's his name, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) But he had someone that hated him. Oh my God, he hated him so much. He did a website, he did all these things. Uh, Oh, Michael Myers, Michael Morris. Oh my God, I I think Michael Myers is like, Okay, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> I don't know. That. But um, if I remember the name of this guy, the director, he made those document, uh, the documentaries on like um, Medi-Medical, the insurance, um, health insurance, Columbine. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, and his, the guy that hated him, uh, did anything possible to kind of bring him down. And do you know what he did, the director, which I thought was so, or the producer or whatever? Um, wow. So he found out that the guy that hated him, that created all this cheese about him, um, his wife was ill and had a cancer. He actually donated money to him so that he can take care of his wife. I don't know if this other guy ever found out or not. But I thought that was the most amazing, courageous thing for for that, for him to give him money. After all these like crazy things that his hater was doing, he came across in a way with compassion and love. Or, I mean, I'm perceiving it, perceiving it that way. Or he could have just been more like, here, look, I'm not like that. Here you go. So that's kind of like, I want you to feel guilty for all the shit you did to me. I mean, I don't know, whatever. But either way, he he had the choice of not giving it to him. And I'm going to stick with that because I thought it was pretty powerful. I mean, who the hell gives money to someone that hates you? Wow, that's insane. So I think that if you want to remove yourself from toxic people, um, yeah, do it. But in a healthy manner to the point where you're not going to hold on to all this resentment and stuff. You're just going to tell yourself, like, I'm removing myself because I have the right to. And if they ever need my help, I'll be there. You know, I think that's one of like the best healthy ways. But it depends also like um, every relationship is different. I mean, I know even a lot of my clients have said, I don't have a relationship with my father, my mother. It's important to try your best. But at some point, honestly, there's just people that try and try. And the other party are just more stubborn than anything. It just takes time um, to change people only if they want to, right? But that's just my approach of how to deal with toxic people. Um, because if you handle that in a way where you're just cussing at them, um, you have this like ugly approach of like, I don't know, of hate, then it's like you drinking venom expecting the other person to die. It's that anger and frustration that develops and it's just not good for your body, mind and spirit. Um but chisme is something that it's always going to exist. Even if you do like the best, like amazing, beautiful things in life. I mean, look, God, God himself has so many people that hate him. 
But then, you know what? There's so many other people that love him. So, and isn't that crazy? And that's God that we're talking about. And that's some of, sometimes the things that I think. I'm like, if people don't like me, who gives a fucking rat's ass? Who cares? I mean, I'm not saying that I have all these people hate me. Not that I know of, really. <laughs> if I, I mean, I know that people at some point gossip. I mean, who do, hasn't gossiped of every single individual in this earth? But sometimes I just think, you know what? If people talk shit, let them talk shit. God has a lot of people who hate him, and he's fine. <laughs> And that's God. And I'm like, and I'm obviously, I'm, I'm just a human being. I love life. I love to help people. I love to inspire. I am not perfect. And my flaws make me who I am. And we're not damaged individuals, whatever it is we've gone through. And if there's people who are trying to take in a little piece of your story and dissect it in a very negative manner, um, that means that they're just embarrassed enough not to share their embarrassing, hurtful part of their story. So they're just trying to use you as kind of like a shield to hide, for them to hide their own flaws. And that's something we shouldn't be doing. I think as women, um, we should stand up for ourselves. And, um, well, stand up for each other. That's what I mean. Like to be there at any way or form, even if you don't know each other, you know, just, just help. There's so many, um, marches, you know, on women's rights and all that, but it's really sad because sometimes there's, I don't know, it's happened to me. I'm pretty sure it's happened to many of you, but I could be at the store and there's, you know, a lady in front of me. And she'll mad dog and she'll just kind of move her body like, like very conceited. I'm like, whoa, I don't even know you. Like what the hell? But again, people behave the way they feel. So the next time when someone behaves in a negative manner towards you, know that has nothing to do with you. That has something to do with them and something that they haven't healed. And maybe they're not really aware of it, you know, because... Or maybe they are, and they just choose not to change. So now, how do we deal with coworkers who love cheese and you have to see them on a daily basis, and you're literally at work for eight hours or more, and you're just like, ugh, what do I do? Um, let me tell you of an experience that I had, and I'm not going to say where, but I worked at an agency many years ago. And there was actually uh, a woman who would always act kind of tough. Like she would kind of like talk shit about people. And I noticed that and I was new. And I was like, oh, wow, I think she's like the bully here because she had a friend. And her friend seemed like she would laugh about every single negative thing um, that the bully would say. I'm going to call her the bully. Um, because she would just talk bad. It was so like not cool. And I didn't like that. So I kind of like distanced myself from her, but there was times where I needed to, I had to, not that I needed, but I had to work with her or I didn't want to work with her, but I had to. Um, and she would sometimes walk like right next to me and she wouldn't say anything. I'm like, okay, whatever. And she would do it several times. 
So I guess at one point, because I had to work with her, I was just like, you know what, cut this bullshit. I can't stand this anymore. So what I did is I went um, to the manager and I said, hey, you know what, I need, can I talk to her? Or can you talk to her and like let her know like what's wrong? Because she's being very disrespectful. And he's like, nope, you know, go ahead. Go ahead and talk to her. I said, all right. So I went. I, I went into where she sat and I said, um, can I talk to you? And she said, uh, sure. She was kind of thrown off because I've never done that. I said, hey, I want to talk to you because it seems like, um, like I don't, like you don't like me or like you have this approach of, um, I don't know. I couldn't even describe it. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I pretty much put her on the spot and she got really red because I don't think she ever expected that. Um, but I said, because if you don't like me, can you please tell me what is it that I, that I did something to you or what is it? And she's like, um, no. Not at all. Of course, I'm like, okay, well, I just wanted to see because since we work together, you know, I don't have this like tension. She's like, no, but I noticed she was thrown off because after that, she was kind of like, like okay with me. Not that she liked me, but I guess I put her on the spot. But um, it wasn't the same. It was very fake, you know. But I think one of the things about with working with coworkers is sometimes nipping it in the butt. Especially if you have a supportive uh, supervisor, manager, whatever, um, then that helps. But if you don't, damn, that's that's even harder. That's even harder. Um, I guess at that point, you have the choice either to continue working there or to get the fuck out. Seriously. You know what? I, I'm sharing. No, you don't. I keep saying you know what, but you don't know what. <laughs> um, there's many people who are working and jobs that they hate. Like, why do you torture yourself? If you don't love the place you're in, search for a different one. Have confidence in yourself. Believe in your amazing intelligence. Um, you don't want to live in a, in a job for 10, 20, 30 years and be miserable because this is, I guarantee you, you're going to have a lot of emotional problems. You can get depressed, anxiety. You're not going to be productive. You're going to have a lot of anger problems towards one yourself and others, especially your family members. But people who gossip in the workplace obviously make it difficult. But you know what I call those people is toxic people. And they're like fertilizers. Fertilizers are used to help a plant grow. But if you put too much fertilizer, it dies. It's the same thing with us human beings. Be very careful as to the environment that you put yourself into. That job where I was working at, I had to get the fuck out of there. I really did. I was even visualizing. I mean, this is how stupid it is or how it got for me. I would visualize like a, like a bench, like a stop, uh, a bus stop bench. And I would see it like so far away, right? And mentally, I would say like, okay, that's how small my problem is as I come into this building. And I kept saying it. And then I, at some extent, I was like, I can't do this shit anymore. I, I just need to get out. And I did. And wow, thank God I did. It just opened more uh, paths for me. And I was able to give that to myself. So if you don't do it, no one else is going to do it for you. Overall, the most important thing is not letting other people control your emotions. That's their purpose. They want you to get mad. They want you to hate your life. They want you to see you miserable. Misery loves company. So now, 
I think honestly that we have to be more courageous to speak up and nip things in the butt. Um, the example I gave you with that coworker, I wasn't like, I mean, I was a little nervous cause I was like, damn, this is my first time ever confronting someone in a job and it's crazy, but I've always been pretty good in confronting problems. If there's someone trying to take advantage of me, fuck yeah, I'm going to say something, but thank God majority of the time of my life, I kind of set a tone where one, I'm going to blow off people if it's not necessary, if too, if it's too obvious and it's consistent that I am going to say something because I'm not passive. I'm not. Sometimes I don't know if people think like, Oh, Paula, she's so in it. I'm not innocent, <laughs> but, um, I, I don't know if people perceive, I have no idea, but uh, I know I can speak up. I can speak up. My mother taught me that and I appreciate that, but I'm very respectful and cautious of to what to put my energy Thank God. I mean, when I was a teenager, whew, a totally different story, of course. But what I mean is like learning how to say no and how to nip things in the bud is because you're going to come across many people that are not just going to be family members or coworkers, but they're also going to be like strangers and professionals, quote, professionals that should act like professionals. I mean, like doctors, it can be like a lot of doctors, lawyers, teachers, I mean, you name it, any career that can be very arrogant and disrespectful and you do have to stand up for yourself. And just because they have a title doesn't mean you have to take their shit. I'm sorry. That is so annoying. Um, Intelligence and maturity and compassion, they don't require an age. Just because you know so much stuff doesn't mean you think you're better than people. That gets on my last freaking nerve. I swear I hate it. And whenever I see that from people, sometimes I'll make a comment where it's just kind of like come down from that horse, (laughs) get off your high horse um, because you're a human being. And when you go to the restroom, you stink as well. (laughs) It's just insane, especially with, um, I don't know, I've seen it because I've worked with them where a lot of like doctors would kind of, not all of them. There's some that are so sweet. Oh my God, there is. It just reminds me of these doctors that I met and they're so sweet. But the reason I'm saying doctors in this example is because I used to go see a lot of doctors because they would help a lot of my clients. And there were some that wouldn't even give eye contact to the mothers or the dads. But majority of the time it was the mothers because they would stay home and I would have to go to um, and help them out with a doctor's appointment. And they wouldn't give eye contact. Their tone of voice was just kind of like, straightforward um and they wouldn't really even go above and beyond to make sure that the parent understood what was being said and that right there was really annoying and imagine I mean I was there and I stood up for them and I helped them out but what about those that don't have any support or can't communicate with the language and they're being taken uh, advantage of I mean that's insane I think that as human beings we all need to get along together as much as we can make the best out of everything forget about the achievement don't feed into it you set an amazing tone of your life if you want positive things to happen in your life um, then you have to create positive and I think that's just the best way to go I thank you so much for listening and I hope that next time someone comes to you with a achievement tell them no thank you thank you and have a beautiful day bye